Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I'm Kristen Vandeveer, here with Isabel Kiyosayan. We're both the founders of Meditation Without Borders with our other partner, Shannon O'Dalton. And today we are talking about the rise of the feminine. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay, ladies! <laughs> so, yeah, what does that mean? We hear people talking about this idea of the feminine is rising. You hear lots of crunchy people talking about it all the time. But what does that mean in terms of what's going on with all the big social movements right now? And, um, and how do we define even what is feminine versus masculine? Well, for so long, all throughout history, we can look at any book and uh, the masculine energy has been mostly dominant. And, you know, as we were talking about before, it's, it's an energy that has, it's unbalanced. And so when, when that energy has taken over, the feminine energy has taken uh, a smaller role and it's, it's done so many things, but it's, what's happening is that the male energy being dominant has stopped being so relevant. So we're seeing, and we're all witnessing this, how the female rising power is, is happening because it's not sustainable to live in this unbalanced energy for so long. So now the female is rising so there can be a balance of, of that energy. And we can see it happening all over the world. You know, some, some places of the world have uh, more of a balance and some others don't, but still it's something that, that it's happening and we can absolutely live it and feel it. Well, I like how you call it, you refer to it as masculine and feminine energy because you know, most people in the West think of women and men as feminine, masculine. They have a very rigid concept of it as, you know, the biological sex equaling feminine, masculine. When really feminine and masculine is how it's defined, at least in the Vedic philosophy, is the masculine is pure consciousness and the feminine is the elaboration of that consciousness. It's the infinite organizing power. And so... On this, according to this definition, this this is not sexual. This is just this is the how um, consciousness becomes manifested in a way. You have the pure absolute consciousness that then becomes many, and that 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 organizing of that consciousness into all these different subtle energies, into physical things, into beings. This is the what people refer to as shakti. And um, so that is the most basic definition of feminine masculine. And feminine masculine is in is in all of us. You know, every human being is not either feminine or masculine. We both we women and men have feminine feminine and masculine qualities. What's interesting, actually, is if when you find a partner that you like, often what's happening is you're balancing your masculine and feminine. If you're a person who has a high degree of femininity compared to masculine qualities, often you'd be attracted to someone with a high degree of masculine qualities. So um, we're all omnisexual. We just have different aspects of feminine and masculine. Exactly. Sorry, uh, but that's exactly why, um, for example, it doesn't matter what sex you're attracted to. 
it it's not about our biological aspects. It's about the energy. So now, as you were saying, you might be a man and you might be attracted to, to men and it doesn't have, it's not masculine energy with masculine energy. One of the people in that relationship might have masculine dominant energy and the other person might have feminine dominant energy. And that's what makes them, makes them completely compatible. And that happens even with, with same, I mean, different sex relationships, men and women, women and men, men and men, women and women, or, or whatever we want, we wish to call it. <laughs> Woman and duck. <laughs> It's, they still have, they're still omnisexual. <laughs> All is welcome. <laughs> but it's like, I, I know people and women who have more of a dominant male energy and they're, and they're, and they're women and their partners usually have more of a feminine energy and they're men and they work perfectly fine because it's more than just our, our physical sex, as you were saying, it's it's the energy, and and we both have both of them. We both have feminine and and male energy. We usually have one that's more dominant, and that's why our partners usually have the opposite energy that's dominant, and why when we're with them, the compel co compatibility is is perfect. I love how in you speak Spanish, so your language has the even objects have a. La or a yeah, know, feminine it. or masculine. <laughs> well, L, I know I'm French. I'm sorry. <laughs> la la, that's French. Yeah. <laughs> but but it takes it takes feminine masculinity out of this idea of it just being your biological sex. It's that, mm -hmm. and it's just it's not just beings. It's actually everything in the universe has masculine and feminine. Even our bodies, for example, masculinity tends to be the solid structures. And femininity tends to be the flow around those structures. So like our, the organs would be more masculine and the, the, the blood and the, the flow, the plasma, that, that would be more feminine. So, um, so, so what is happening in terms of society when we have a masculine imbalance? We want to stress that masculine is not negative. I think when people talk about the feminine rising, it has this assumption that masculine is, is a negative thing. Yeah, and how women rising to their power, they sometimes even call them feminazis. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, this is not a war. <laughs> no, this isn't a war. And and I think also acknowledging that we all have masculine and feminine, and they are, these aren't, this is not us versus them. These are two sides of the same thing. That it's one thing, just the two, two sides of the wave, the the front side of the wave and the back side of the wave, when the curvature of the absolute, when it curves, you've got one side is one, one the other, but it's still the same thing. So we're not against one another. And that even like as a woman, it's not like I represent femininity necessarily. So what's happening though with the rising of the feminine is a lot of women, because femininity tends to be more enlivened, are starting to find themselves stepping into their power. It's interesting, even in our own tradition of teachers, the teacher training has been <laughs> almost all women. <laughs> yeah. And in the seventies, it was, it was more, more men. And now, I mean, in our group, we were 12 and 10 of us were women. And yeah. this year it was, it was all, all women. women. <laughs> and I don't know, Izzy, about you with your students, but I find that my students tend to be women and that oftentimes their partners will follow 
Definitely, you know. definitely. Most of my students are are women. And I, I sometimes feel like maybe because I'm a woman, I'm I'm kind of more um inclined to to that type of students, but it's not. It's just the female rising power of of women going into into the their full potential and and wanting to grow in consciousness. And as you said, right. and their partners um usually usually come, but it's it's definitely something that's that's happening. Yeah, I feel because women are have the feminine more enlivened, they're hearing that calling first to evolve mm-hmm. and that we need to get out of our individuality and start helping the world. And so that's how they're finding people like us or other teachers of other traditions. They're, they're finding us because they're, they're feeling that within. And so it's very exciting to think about how for the first time in almost human history, <laughs> that the feminine is making some traction. You know? Yeah. And what's been so interesting is that if we look at history, when women started to, to kind of rise to their power, at some point in history, it was women trying to imitate men. And that way, that yeah. was the way that they try to get power. But now it's not that way at all. Women are completely owning their their infinite organizing power and all their abilities and rising through it. So it's not, we're going to imitate the the dominance. We're going we're gonna to rise to our power because of who we are. So that's, I find, the beauty of this movement. It's not imitate the leader. It's become your own leader based on on everything that you have to give to the world. That's what I find fascinating as well about how there's a there's right now a movement against ignorance. And f- from the masculine viewpoint, it's like we've got to fight. We gotta fight it, <laughs> you know. But what is fighting ignorance and from a social movement standpoint, look like from the feminine? What does that fighting look like? It doesn't look like guns. Yeah. It doesn't look like a physical brawl in the street. It it's it's something totally different. In a way, meditation is a feminine way of fighting what is causing so much of the suffering. Absolutely. We we fight through through the light. We fight through nurturing. We mm-hmm. we fight through through all of these qualities and it's not a violent fight as you're saying. Right. And that's not to say that, that women or the feminine can't get tough from the Vedic standpoint. What is the f- most frightful, um, deity? Kali. Kali. <laughs> She's horrifying. I don't know if you guys have seen her, but she has a mala, which, you know, are these necklaces, these, these 108 beads, and they're made out of men's heads. <laughs> Her skirt is fashioned by the arms of the men that she has destroyed <laughs> for the spring season. <laughs> she, she has multiple arms, all with these crazy weapons. And she has these her fangs. fangs. Her tongue is sticking out, probably mm-hmm. dripping with blood. <laughs> <laughs> and she she takes out Shiva at the end of the creation cycle, at the end of the universe, is, is the symbol symbolism, saying that it is actually the feminine that has even more power than, than the masculine. And um, she is that destructive power. So femininity can have that extreme 
kind of people sometimes call it the dark feminine. Mm-hmm. It has that intense destructive power if it needs to, but it leads with the nurturing. Exactly. It leads, I remember when we were doing our training, I once was deep in meditation and I had this very, this feeling of divine feminine energy. And that, that feeling was, I, I had this voice come into my set head that said, do my work on earth. Basically it was like mm-hmm. nurture, basically nurture the world. Like what that meant to me was that that power comes to earth through us. That nurturing comes, if we want the world to be nurtured, it has to come through us individually. No, no deity is going to come from the heavens and do it for us. That is how it manifests. And, and you bring such an important point because as women, if we decide to become mothers, that's exactly what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So our role as women, if 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 women de- decide to become mothers, th- that's exactly what happens on you could say a, a micro level, but it's still macro. It's it's still the role that that we play. There's that nurturing quality, and then there's also the quality of bhakti, which I think has gotten us into a lot of trouble. Bhakti for, is the Sanskrit term for devotion. And so I think it's been confused where women are supposed to surrender. And they, you know, I think it's been confused as surrendering to the masculine as if like, oh, we're weaker, we need you. But really surrender is surrendering to your bigger self. True Mm -hmm. bhakti is surrendering to the self. So that's a feminine aspect. So I think that's another reason as the feminine is rising that women are finding meditation because that, that bhakti, that, that acceptance with allowing and surrendering to your intuition and your larger self is um, is becoming more and more enlivened, and when we al- what happens when you let yourself, you allow yourself to let that bigger self lead you. That is when real change can start happening in the world, mm-hmm. because that bigger self is acting for its for itself, and itself is everyone. <laughs> so all of a sudden, your motivations start start being towards having a more global lens. And I think with everything that's going on now with COVID and the, the, um, um, the Black Lives Matter movement and all these other movements that are happening right now is everyone is getting a much more global sensibility and feeling a calling of wanting to help more and more. And so this feminine is actually aiding in that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and some people are a little worried. They're like, I, I've had students ask me, like, what is happening in the world? Like, why are people doing revolting and doing all these things? But as we kind of discussed on the previous podcast, these things have been going on for so long. But I mean, what they call in Mexico, feminicides, women being um, treated badly at home and being uh, beaten to death and things like that. But people didn't talk about it because it was like, well, you know, one more. And now there's come a time where this is literally unacceptable. So so we, we're hearing all about this, but this is actually good. We're no longer, you know, accepting these things and we want to change the world. But as you said, not in a violent way, but in a nurturing way, which is the universe's way. Well, what's interesting too is not for all men, but a lot of men are as well, the feminine is rising within them and it's making them much more balanced men. I think about how the generation of men our age, how involved they are with their children, how they share tasks with their partners. 
So I think this, this balancing is actually helping a lot of, of men actually be, lead happier, more balanced lives. Um, there are aspects, whenever there's a movement, a shift in consciousness, whether that's in an individual or society, there's those elements that hold back. I think we talked about a little this a little bit last time, but those elements of consciousness that are highlighted for deletion start to kick and fight and scream. And so in the news, what we're seeing a lot of is those elements of the society's consciousness that are having a fit because they're <laughs> resisting. <laughs> and I know what a fit looks like because I have three kids. <laughs> <laughs> they're having a fit that they're that they're they're coming to the surface and are going to be cleared away. Absolutely. And so we need to, if we're going to approach that in the feminine, we need to approach it with unity, with compassion and with a certain degree of tolerance, but almost think of it as like a mom. Yeah. Like that's a perfect example. Like a, a mother, she'll start out kind and compassionate and then she moves to a little more stern. <laughs> Big mama's coming. <laughs> and then if if those aspects still don't evolve, then then she 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 gets she gets tough. Exactly. And um and I think that's what's happening as well. And I think within us as well to lead with that compassion. Absolutely. Makes and, the most sense. You know, as you were saying, you brought up a very interesting point of how men are giving in and accepting the female aspect within them. And it just makes them so human and so beautiful because we have these rigid structures that we grew up with. And, you know, we kind of had a little uh, liberation along the way, but, you know, our parents had an even more strict upbringing about you have to be the man of the house and you can't Mm. feel this and you crying (laughs) is for the ladies and stuff like that. And it's obviously it's completely ridiculous. And once we take these, these structures off and allow people to just be their human and beautiful side naturally comes out. And when that truth comes out, the partner's truth also comes out and we get rid of these rigid structures and we can just be whatever energy is dominant in us. And that makes us connect on a deeper level to absolutely everyone. We don't have to because I'm a woman, I mean, a woman, I have to do these things. And, you know, you don't have to do anything, but what's right for you. I was thinking, too, about how the feminine rising will help balance people's sexuality within themselves. And that that will help lead them to have higher consciousness. The West is so confused about sex. <laughs> it's so clueless. <laughs> and everyone feels shame or just doesn't have access to their bodies or there's all kinds of difficulty there. And just realizing that, that you have both this masculine and feminine within you, and these are divine energies and there's nothing shameful about these energies within us. And that when we find a partner that we are, that is, if, if you're having a shared experience enjoyed by both, that it's actually divine. Exactly. and that the partners, they're real partners, and it's not a balance of masculine dominating feminine, that people will start finding balance within their own lives and in their own relationships. When people find balance in their individual lives, then the whole society finds balance again. Absolutely. And um, we can even see that. And we've we've discussed this before with 
monks and monks what happen when they meditate is that they eventually <laughs> I know where this is going I know you know <laughs> but you know we we hear of these <laughs> of these monks in the Indian Himalaya as where no it's supposed to be pronounced that way <laughs> And what happens is that their energy, masculine and feminine, become completely balanced. And and they reach the state of enlightenment in which they no longer need to find this fulfillment through sex because they're already in this in this completely divine, divine place. And we don't need to reach that. But <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> So honestly, that was one of the little points of enlightenment that I was intrigued by. <laughs> that in enlightenment, you have what's called, it's the term is bhavam bhavani, mm-hmm. which is the feminine and masculine, Shiva and Shakti, infinitely intertwined and um, in sexual congress. And so this the two energies with, are within the same person. And so there's a constant orgasm going on. <laughs> Or some orgasmic energy felt at all times, which is why enlightened monks tend to be very giddy and laugh a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was like, sign me up for that. (laughs) But even if if we don't reach that, we we (laughs) as you were saying, with our partners, we can have that divine quality because the divine energies are also communing and finding balance within each other. And that's why it's not just, you know, about reaching orgasm. It's about the shared experience (laughs) (laughs) and the beauty of it. And it's so much more than just the act. (laughs) So part of that, I, it's, it's kind of a chicken and egg thing. It's like, is, is the feminine rising because the consciousness is rising or is the consciousness rising? Therefore the feminine is rising. I think, or maybe they're both the same thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's two sides to the, to the same coin. And, you know, we talked about this before, but the, the way in which we manifest from absolute to the relative is in itself, like a metaphor for being born through the womb of our mother. I'm getting mm-hmm. very metaphorical here, but that's <laughs> that's really what happens. It's the matrix point, and it's from the <laughs> absolute to the relative. And so we all go through that. So the the energy of, of the universe in that sense is also also very, very much feminine. So I feel like we've covered this pretty well. So in summation, um, really, that the feminine is is that is is rising, but is rising within everything, within men, within women. Women tend to be finding their power more because it's enlivened within than them. And what that's going to look like as a society is a lot of those feminine qualities are going to be what leads in terms of of setting the the balance back in our world. So much of what's going on right now is evidence of an imbalance and el- evidence of ignorance. And so um so when that balance comes back, we will we will act in a more nurturing way towards towards others and hopefully we can 
reduce some of the suffering. Yeah. And just kind of on a ending note, you're such an inspiration to all the women I know who know you. (laughs) (laughs) Because every time you talk about your children and how much love and devotion you have to your children and they have to you, it, it beautifully exemplifies that power of, of, of women and how they can do so many things in such a loving way and spread that to absolutely everyone. And your example of being a mother, like everybody I know that talks to you was like, I want to be a mother after seeing Kristen um, because of, <laughs> of the love that you give. And even if, if we don't become mothers, just spreading that love is, is the way we want to, we want to, share that with the world. So just on a side note about how much of an inspiration you are of that. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's so sweet. (laughs) You don't see all the, the, the moments when I'm losing my mind at them, (laughs) but I appreciate it. And it's true. I mean, to become a mother, to me, becoming a mother is becoming a nurturer. So being a mother does not necessarily mean that you have to, um, have to give birth. It means you mother. It's a, to me, mother is a verb. So a mother is someone who mothers. And what that means is someone who nurtures and nurtures. And to be a true mother, it's someone who mothers everything to nurtures, everything around them, who sees everyone as a child of somebody and is able to extend love in ways, you know, mothers are known for being able to love any, their child, no matter what their child is, that unconditional love. And so if we can learn to be, all of us become mothers, then we can all learn to have that unconditional love for everyone and everything. Absolutely. And and we lead with that love, even if sometimes mm-hmm. it's tough love, it can be corrective <laughs> love, but it's still leading, leading by that. Right. Everything is just wrapped in that love and comes from that place. Um, and when, when, even I notice in my own kids, when I'm when I've been meditating more, I, I have so much more access to that love. When I haven't been and I'm tired, I get snappy and I lead with my own discomfort almost. Okay. Uh, but when I have that love that it's even when I'm correcting them, there's a wink there. Yeah. And my kids pick up on that. And it's almost like we have this little, like, there's almost like a cheeky um, interaction that we're, I'm correcting, but there's like a laugh underneath and they get it. And, and, and then they don't listen to me. <laughs> but, you know, I've heard you say, as you're saying now, that the best thing that you can do for your children is to meditate. Because when you're meditating, they can, they can feed off it. And you, that you don't have to say these things. You can just be these things and they'll totally catch on on them. And they'll, and they'll live in that way because you're living in that way. I, I, someone once told me even before I had kids, um, that all kids need is to be loved and to know they're loved and everything else is just details. And so when you're able to, to find the time and it's hard as a parent, um, it's hard in anyone's life. It's, we're all busy, but, um, if you can carve that out, then that becomes a priority. And you can just, that love is, is there and everything else just falls away as details. And there's a lot of details with kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but if you're not a parent as well, it's the same thing. 
you yeah, know, you can take that that yeah. loving energy towards absolutely everything and everyone you meet. And because at the end of the day, all we want is to be loved and to give love. And I think most of the problems that we have today are are, are something to do with not having enough love. So mm-hmm. I think the female rising power is something that is going to shift that because of that nurturing, beautiful energy that naturally happens when there's when there's that energy present. And at least I can see things like <laughs> education will get more of a budget. <laughs> 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 you know, so many things will will get reprioritized as women and men who have the feminine alive and within them start to gain more influence. And you know, at the end of the day, as we said, all beings are omnisexual and they have this perfect balance. So once we this is gonna happen naturally, but the feminine rising power is in balance with the the male energy will have this perfect place. I mean, that's the, the idea. And so <laughs> it's going to be a joy to be able to experience this rising and this going back to balance. And in the meantime, because we're not there yet, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not there yet. We got a long way to go. We can at least think about it in terms of, well, we get to be part of the movement that brings that about for our kids and our kids' kids, the children of our children. We get to, we get to be in the, the time that is in the shifting of this. And that's the most dynamic part of the evolution. That's, that's the exciting part. This is the part of the movie that's interesting, you know? So we get to be alive during that time where the, where the balance is taking a rapid, rapid shift. And we can participate in that. And that participation can look so many different ways. You know, people can contribute to the whole in so many different ways. And so we can become part of that wave by taking our love on an excursion. And and I love the feeling of being part of a bigger movement that brings about the happiness of so many other people. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Exciting things are coming for all of us. Yay! Yes. <laughs> Exciting is one word for it. <laughs> Just bring your love in an excursion. It'll be it'll be good. Thank you all for listening. If any of you have any questions about this subject or anything else or any topics you'd like to listen to, uh, please let us know. Just send us an email. We'd and be please- happy happy to hear from you. And we have a lot of very exciting things coming up, a lot of very interesting interviews, and we'd love for you to continue to hear us and subscribe. Yes, please subscribe. We'll be bringing you lots of great content, and um, we want this to be a dialogue, so we'd love to have you interact with us. So so let us know what you're thinking. (laughs) 